Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And today we're talking about loneliness. That's depressing. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm kidding for the most part. But what I wanted to get into today was, I, I guess it's loneliness. I think, I think that's what it is, but really it's community. And I know we've been talking a lot about that. So I, I figured we'd have an interesting discussion about it at some level. So that's why I brought it. That's why I brought it to the table. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so recently I got a new job and I, like it's a certain benchmark for success in my life, right? And I'd never achieved something quite like that in this capacity. Um, it's it's like more money than I've se- ever seen before. Um, and I think that's like where a lot of it comes from just because the, I think sort of the framework we have where there's the rich millionaire alone in his bedroom kind of mindset, I think that looms over me in a way that scares me. And not that I'm a millionaire by any means, but I had a very large step up from what I was used to earning. So it felt like um, sort of a precursor for what might be coming for me if I keep up what I'm doing. Because largely, you and I, like we spend time with a couple other friends and you spend time more with your family than I do. But I think we have a largely underdeveloped, and I'll I'll just speak for me. I don't want to speak for you, but I I have a largely underdeveloped sense of community, especially from where I come from. Because I have come from a deep family-oriented household and then maintain that atmosphere when I was in New York with my friends to where I had a close circle of probably 12 people that I could call for anything and rely on for anything. And not that I did that all the time, but the fact that it was an arm's reach away, I felt like, or at least I'm realizing as of late, is really, really important. And so I guess... This is a, an insight into my own insecurities and like feelings about loneliness and just it's it's fear in a way. But I just I I've read recently from Mark Ronson, I think is the guy's name. He's the guy who writes the subtle art of don't not giving a fuck. What's his oh, name? Oh, Mark Manson. Mark Manson, right? So Mark Manson um has on his blog and and he was talking to. Chris Williamson from Modern Wisdom about how all of the relationships in if all the relationship problems you have in your life are your fault is basically what his quote was. And I like that a lot because I think it goes back to extreme accountability um, from a leadership perspective or just ownership in your own life about and and what it boils down to is you asking the question, what can I do to make the situation better? And so I looked at myself and I've made some recent steps that I feel like have been positive in that realm. But this, I'm really glad this happened because despite how I feel, because it was illuminating. It it showed me that there was something off where maybe I didn't get that as clearly. Was there something specific about the job that prompted this or do you think if you hadn't gotten this job and you were at your old job you still would have come to this realization I think maybe eventually but I think the stark contrast and and 
just being able to do I, I think the stark contrast in achieving without other people around me to really celebrate that win with me, realize how empty of a feeling that is. And I just, I guess that again, to the point to that vision of myself alone in a room with, you know, alone in the living every now compound that I famously think about all the time would be the worst feeling in the world because I'm magnifying what I felt, you know, a couple weeks ago and magnifying that by more, it feels like, I guess, I guess I'm projecting a little bit, but I imagine it'll feel much worse because the accomplishment is so much greater. And then to have none of my friends around there for me and with me in that win and them winning too, I just feel like that would be horrible. And I think it's easy to feel that way about money, but it would be that way about anything I accomplished, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think just the money was a clarity thing for sort of realizing how important these things that I say are important really are. You know, this was where the rubber met the road in in some Mm -hmm. instances where I was like, shit, it really matters. You know, like this, this is really important to me. Why do you think it was able to kind of creep under the radar before this? I think we just as humans in general do that with kind of everything. Uh, We, we kind of don't know what we have until it's gone. And oftentimes, even the most self-aware of us don't really act on things urgently until we see it in action, if that makes sense. So I don't fault myself that much for not seeing this as clearly. But it did make me want to take action, this this set of events. So... I haven't been getting the most out of Denver and I can make a million excuses in the world about like not having a car or whatever. I can afford to buy buy an Uber anywhere just plainly. So I need, and I can afford to, I can afford to rent a zip car for a day, at least once a month to go do something more in touch with why I came to Denver in the first place, which for me was getting out to nature more or, um, even just making sure I go get a pedicure once a month or even making sure I just go out more. Like I go out to a dinner or I go out to a bar or something where I'm more publicly available and more instances of luck to make. It sounds kind of psycho, but I'm just saying I need to put myself out there more um, in order to have the opportunity to even create community in my certain environment. And there was a large feeling that says like, yes, I have a great community in New York, but if I just run from Denver and run back to New York, I'm not really facing my challenges head on. And so it made me want to direct my energy towards Denver and figure out what I need to do to fix this situation. So those two things I mentioned, just putting myself out there more, go, going out to nature more, those are those are all my checklists of things that I'm going to make sure happens in the next month. And the other thing is, like, I haven't been to the MMA gym in eight months. And I went for the first time yesterday because of this whole situation, this whole reflection. And it was one of the best feelings in the world because I had been – not letting myself do that for money reasons or whatever amount of excuses in the world. Like if you really care about things, you'll figure them out is really what I know about myself. And just prioritizing that and saying, hey, fuck my savings, fuck all this. What about how I feel and my sense of community? I'm not going to meet any other MMA members and probably any other like-minded individuals at home in my room. 
I need to get to the gym. And so that's why I was sort of compelled to go right now and go this week and get these things like taken care of immediately because like I said, I just don't want to run from my problems. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not going to advocate fucking your <laughs> savings and, and going to <laughs> do things just because you want to. Well, the, my, There's definitely like free things you can do that you can find community. In. Yeah, totally. But for me, like the MMA gym, I realized it exists an expense and I realized that it's something that's important to me. So my point was not fuck my savings, but figure out a way to, you know, maybe I don't eat out as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am more uh, frugal at the grocery store. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a, my point is I can figure it out For if sure. I prioritize it. For sure. And so that's why I was like, you know, just go figure it out later. Don't, don't, don't do analysis by paralysis. Let's prioritize your happiness right now because seriously, there's something wrong. Have you ever had this problem before? Like when no. you were first in New York, did you ever feel isolated? Actually, I did. But those were much more my fault. I was pushing people away mm-hmm. in a much different way than I am now. I'm just not getting out enough at this point in time. I'm definitely a lot more open-hearted, but I was cold-hearted in that in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's what caused that. And those are clearly identifiable in hindsight. And even at the time when I got over that they were clearly identifiable but yeah i don't know how i wanted to bring it up too because i was curious about your feelings about community right now and then also just like i don't imagine you feel very lonely because i don't ever feel lonely like i this is this is why this was interesting to me because i don't know if i've ever really felt lonely and Mm. all of a sudden i felt like i felt lonely Mm. and i was like this is my fault so I don't. I was curious as to well, your relationship with that. Um, I on like a intellectual level, I really like the idea of community, but I also find it kind of draining sometimes to mm-hmm. to do what you're saying and like put myself out there. Like going to an MMA gym, yeah, it doesn't always make me feel better than staying home. Totally, uh, same. I mean, it is draining. I I feel that way about like going out. Mm-hmm. I feel that way really hard, actually. Like it's hard for me to go out to with people, like to go drinking or something. Yeah, that feels so draining, and I can't explain that. But. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just the situation or whatever. But I I definitely enjoy being alone more mm-hmm. than like being with other people. Uh-huh. But there definitely is a balance. Like. A few months ago, I think I was feeling a little bit of what you were feeling. Mm. So I like made it a point to go out and like find at least one friend. And that nice. was like my goal. Nice. Like, like just find one person you can hang out with consistently who's not like your roommate. Right. And then I also made it a point to like try and drive home and see my family a little bit more. So like in the last few months, I've driven back twice to go see my family. So I think my threshold for overcoming loneliness is a little bit lower than yours, but... I definitely still have a threshold and like I had to like battle with that a few months ago for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause I, it's, it's one of those things where it feels like, like I'm super comfortable alone. Like I'm really just genuinely happy and fine alone, but this creep, this crept up on me in a way that I wasn't expecting because of that. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like generally the majority of the time I don't even think about that. And that's, that's probably why all this transpired in the first place. Yeah. It like, it was some sort of dormant thing that I well, hadn't been. You also enough. moved to Denver knowing one person there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that probably was part of it. 
<laughs> that too, but I just don't want to make excuses. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I did. Yes, for sure. But I think uh, a good takeaway from this for anybody listening is that like thinking about your problems or trying to figure out your problems versus the action towards them, action will always like win. And action, mm-hmm. just having a bias toward action as far as it pertains to your own hurdles, I think will always work itself out in the end. Like, like for example, the savings thing, like just getting to the gym was the priority and then I can figure out that other stuff later. What's worse is me trying to boil down my savings and just always coming up with another excuse for how I could, you know, oh, you know, I can't actually be more frugal at the grocery store. When I don't take the action to do that, I'm not no long, I'm not prompted in the way with the same intensity that now I need to figure out what I need to do with that extra money mm-hmm. versus having the skew towards action and and then just getting t- taken care of. I feel like we actually, you and I both do this pretty well. Like when we have a problem, we we genuinely skew towards just doing something versus... Yeah, well, it feels bad to feel bad. Yeah, but I think that's kind of counter... I think I learned that. I don't think that that was like a natural thing because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to run for your problems because my first reaction was I need to move back to New York. Okay. That was the first thing I thought. My natural instinct. Yeah. But then I was like, wait a second. Then I can't move to London and I can't move to Tokyo because... I'm not going to know anybody there. And I'm also not going to speak the language in, in Japan. So if I can't figure out these problems in this easy environment like Denver, then I'm going to have a shit sandwich in these other times that I want to grow. And really mm-hmm. that's what I view this as was like, okay, this is an opportunity to grow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you think that there's always something – people can do if they're feeling lonely because like i agree with you loneliness is not something i've like had to deal with a lot in my life same yeah so like if i was gonna give some advice to someone who was lonely (laughs) like i don't know what i would say like yeah yeah. go to church or something i don't know (laughs) go go find a book club yeah and and it's hard like there's things like meet up and stuff but those all feel corny and weird and Mm -hmm. and hinge is awkward because yeah you you want to like you kind of want to date them, but you kind of just want a friend. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if you're on Hinge to find a friend, you're you're. It's tough. Let me tell you. Yeah, like, I, because genuinely, just my mindset. Like, I could go either way with mm-hmm. almost every girl I actually swipe on or yeah. actually like interact with. Like, I could be your friend, or I could not be your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like in an intimate sense. Now, I don't know if that's their case i could be fucking awful for thinking like that like i could be on just fucking up but i think interestingly enough and we touched on this a little bit before but in the last year we've had to intent be intentional about these things that were really normal for a long time for us Mm -hmm. um one we're out of school so we have less interaction with just lots of different people and two coronavirus like you know the whole world is on edge socially Mm-hmm. I bet there's probably a lot of people who are in a similar situation. Right. Who are right out of college, kind of trying to figure out now how to be an adult. And our culture is not really set up to commune in 
in ways that are yeah obvious. It's, it, yeah, you it's, go to the gym most of the time. You're working out alone. Yeah, you go to work. You know, you might have some work friends, but everyone's working from home nowadays. So it's like yeah, and even work friends always just kind of are weird. Like even my best friends at work, I don't hang out with every day. Like I love them, but I'm not like. It's not like the family I chose. Mm-hmm. It's not like the friends that I... It's not like you in my life. Like, I've mm-hmm. never met somebody at work that's like that. And I feel like there's just kind of a wall of that because, like, I get fired tomorrow, you get fired tomorrow, and then you really see, like, who's your real friend at work, you yeah. know? Um, that's, that's just, like, interesting. And you're right. Our society is just not set up for it. I feel like you, you definitely have to go out of your way to commune. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, the kickball tournament down the street yeah. that we could join. I might even join that just to put myself in an uncomfortable situation. Not that I love kickball. I actually hate kickball, but... <laughs> what a dumb sport. I know, it's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but if we had just the opportunity to make friends and introduce myself to other people, I think is a good social challenge at this point in my life Yeah. Um, because of the settings that are happened. But yeah, the other thing is going home. Flights from Denver to Jacksonville are $650. <laughs> And flights from New York to Jacksonville were $200. So, you know, I'm getting three trips from New York back home where I'm now getting one. Yeah. And, you know, luckily I've had a job change where that makes a I can handle that feasibly. But for the last eight months, I can't kid myself and say, like, I could have gone home as often because I couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just couldn't have done that. Yeah. And that's where I, like, empathize with people that feel lonely in that sense because it's like sometimes you – like you don't want to make excuses, but sometimes there are legitimate barriers mm-hmm. in your way. Yeah, and I feel it's not for always going to be ideal, but there's probably always something you can do. Yeah, right. Like go hang out at your bookstore more, and maybe talk to the people at the behind the shelf. Like I think I think what's interesting too is like you should do things that you like, and that's where you should find people most likely to be your friend or whatever. It's interesting that we're talking How to about find like, friends. I know, right? <laughs> We literally, it's like a how-to guy. I don't know how to find friends. I don't know. No, but seriously, that's why I'm going to the MMA gym. Yeah. Not only does that feed me personally, but I'm sure I'll meet somebody similar there mm-hmm. that has some sort of similar aspects because they find that personally fulfilling as well. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say it, like, I walked in my first day yesterday. I met, like, five people. I was, like, instantly, like, oh, Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that felt really good because I don't feel that when I go out to bars, for example. I feel super disconnected from a lot of people there. Do you feel less capable in social situations after not having practiced it over COVID in the last few months? I did. I feel pretty confident now, but I did. I think we talked about this too. It was like our social muscles kind of atrophied. I don't mm-hmm. remember what episode that was on, but we had both taken trips to Florida and we both had kind of come out of our shell a bit since COVID happened. Cause before that we were sort of content being inside and I think sort of out of fear and, and not really a very visceral fear, but just kind of something we're telling ourselves uh, slowly and creepily. Like it just, it's just creeping up on us over time. Um, yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of a crazy realization to realize that I was socially inept mm-hmm. because I've never been socially inept. And then realizing that well if you don't practice you don't get better but what about you yeah a little bit yeah i think it would be a little disorienting to like 
be in some of the situations I was in back in college that I totally would have been fine in. Right. Like a, a, a big party or something. Exactly. Yeah. Those are just like kind of overwhelming mm-hmm. or at a time they were. I feel like I'd be fine now, but yeah, it's so weird because I've just yeah. never related to that person. And then all of a sudden I had extreme empathy for that person that was uncomfortable in social situations. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I've always I just, just like, have like less interest in it now too. Interesting. So like, the things that are kind of like the low hanging fruit of social engagement, like going to bars or going to clubs, I don't really care about anymore. So uh-huh. I feel like I, that low hanging fruit is kind of taken off the shelves and now I have to like go find a deeper, more connection is what I, I want to find. Like actual friends, not like yeah. a party situation where you're with other people, but you're still kind of alone. Yes. Which is harder to do. I think that's why I find those so draining personally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think so too. Like I wish, um, I wish for example that I could, find more people at a book like at the bookstore i wish there was more like a community there are you talking about book clubs like do they have them like yeah, i probably need to do the work book clubs i probably need to do the work to like find that out but um i think like you know that's who i want to spend my time with or maybe i need to find an anime club so i can talk yeah. about anime behind mm-hmm. your back <laughs> i need to just go to union station and just start playing shuffleboard by myself until someone comes up and <laughs> Puts me out of my misery. I need to ride trains all throughout the <laughs> until somebody likes to ride trains just as much as I do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna ride a tandem bike around until someone decides they're gonna hop on and be on. my friend. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's. I think it's easily taken for granted. That's kind of why I wanted to address it too. Uh-huh. Was like I, I took it for granted. So I yeah. figured somebody else might. Totally. Yeah, but that's it for me. Awesome. I thought that was useful. Sicko mode. Well, where can I find us? We we have Twitter and Instagram at Live in Every Now. Our website is liveineverynow.com. We have a Discord in which we sometimes talk to each other. So come hang out. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, um, listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.